Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. in the Delancey Elam Church building at the Bank St. Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. Relax. Good to see you all this morning. You're looking good. Okay, Luke chapter 4. And this thing, really, how the, how the Holy Spirit wants to sort of kind of remove all the, the kind of baggage that often we can pick up in life. Uh, I just, I mean, I'll explain as we go on, but Luke chapter 4 is often a verse that we've looked at many times. I want to just, if you can just picture it in that way about the Spirit of God just taking all the kind of baggage that often we can pick up in life. Uh, Luke 4, verse 16 to verse 20. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. As his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Okay. Leave that. We'll come back to that kind of verse. You know, but one of the primary works, if I look, if I'd say this one, of the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's lots of amazing things He does, but the primary work of the Holy Spirit ultimately is to make us like Jesus. That's the primary work, what it comes to do. There's a verse, uh, which actually, when you think about it, is so challenging. It's kind of mind-boggling when you think of this verse. It says in 1 John, has, He is, now notice, not as he was, but as he is, and there's a challenge, so are we in this world. Isn't that powerful? As he is, not as he was, but as he is, the glorified Son of God. As he is, so are we in this world. So the Holy Spirit works and moves in our life to make us more and more like Jesus in our environment, in the various places where we are. He works to, to move and mold and to make us more like Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Now, one of the, the barriers to that, if you like, is often through life that we can pick up all kinds of baggage that kind of hinders us from becoming more and more like Jesus. Things that kind of we allow into our lives that limit what Jesus, what the Holy Spirit wants to do in making us what? More like who? Jesus. And I, I don't know about you, but I've had... At airports, I could tell you story after story of problems I've had with baggage. How many have had problems with baggage at airports? Or how many have had real mass? My probably worst experience was just recently when we went to America. When we went to America. Now, I can't believe I did this, but it actually was something. We, we were in the car, Steph Carney was taking us to the airport. And we went through a checklist. How many go through a checklist? You know, passport, you got your passport? Yeah. Have you got, you know, have, have, have you got, you know, your the plane information, yeah. And we, this whole list we went through, and I thought I'd got absolutely everything, not forgetting anything. And so we get out of the car, unload, and I suddenly realised, I have not brought my suitcase. Because what happened, we left, uh, the, 
I have to say this, Angie actually packs the bag, actually. Uh, and so she kind of, she left the, the, the case in another room. I'd forgot to take in the case out of the room. And he thought it was just that case taken. And so we got to the airport. I didn't have my case there. Uh, and I could tell you story after story of, of problems with baggage. And so I'm just thinking of different baggages that we carry. We've got the, f- the first one is, now this to me, this is the mystery. This is that I think, if you were to say, men, isn't it true that there's sometimes a mystery about women? Is that right? There's a mystery about women sometimes. That us men, you do things that are a mystery to us. And to me, one of the great mysteries of women is the handbag. <laughs> and the mystery I have is how do you get so much into so little place? How do you do that? You know, how, how, do you do, how do you get all that stuff into your handbag? It's a mystery. I can never understand how that happens. And I was kind of thinking, actually, that often we can kind of be like that in our own lives, this kind of handbag. And I, I think handbag stands, stands for, for things in our life that we don't take very seriously. Things that we just think are kind of nuisance. Things that we can see that we think we can manage. I can manage that anger. I can handle that negativity. I can deal with my complaining, my envy, my insecurity. I can handle it because we don't think it's destroying our life yet. And I found one thing about the Holy Spirit. He will never come to you and say to you, that issue that you don't think is too hard to handle, I'm not bothered about that. If you ever hear that voice about the Holy that the Holy Spirit, that you hear a voice saying to you, you can handle that, leave it, don't deal with it, that is not the voice of the Holy Spirit. He always comes to deal and remove those things that are hindering his work with us. Things that we think are mandurable, but things are hindering us and stopping us from growing. Let me show you a great verse. Song of Solomon, chapter 2. I think this is a, maybe it's kind of known to us. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15. That's what he says. Catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. In other words, the foxes there, they speak of small compromises. A fox is fast, crafty, hard to catch. But the issue is, it destroys the vineyard. It prevents the vineyard from bearing the fruit that it was meant to do. And it says, Catch those foxes, but if you don't catch them, they're going to affect and spoil the fruitfulness of the vineyard. And the vine speaks of our fellowship with God. And I think sometimes the, the neutral things, those little sins, often can hurt us more than we know. I'm talking about things that may not even be sinful in themselves, but actually have the effect of affecting our love and our devotion to Jesus. Those things that seem so small, but can so easily begin to captivate our affections and our hearts, 
and begin to damage our fellowship and our relationship with Jesus. And he says, don't allow those things to, to get into your heart because when those things get in, they begin to destroy the vine. They begin to damage and affect your relationship with Jesus. And anything that blunts your spiritual sharpness and pulls you away from God, the Bible says those are the things that we need to deal with and address. Anything that distracts your heart away from God. One of David's, I think one of David's great prayers, this is what he said. He said, Lord, give me an undivided heart. Isn't that powerful? Don't allow anything to cause my heart to be separated from you. Give me an undivided heart. Don't allow other things to capture my affections, to to take my attention, to take my time away from that place of fellowship with you. Because I don't want to allow those little foxes to destroy the vine, to destroy that work with you. And often, sometimes... It's the little things that we often don't deal with that can so easily grow up in us and begin to pull us away from our devotion to Jesus. Things like our, our, our talk, our words. We often don't think our words are important, but unwholesome words, words that aren't aligned with the Word of God, can, how many realize they begin to affect our walk with Him? You know, Jealousy, envy, things that we don't always think are that important begin to affect our walk with him. Attitudes. How many realize that attitudes can be so devastating to, to, to a life? A wrong attitude can begin to bring damage and affect your fruitfulness with God. And the thing as you read the Song of Solomon is this. She acknowledges the problem of little foxes. That's the first thing. She acknowledges them. And she acknowledges, she says, you know, I can't catch these foxes. Help me to catch the foxes that are spiling the vine. And that's the prayer. God, would you help me to recognize those things in me that are spoiling the fruitful life that you want me to have? Help me to recognize them and would you enable me to catch them and deal with them and to remove them from my life? Catch the foxes. Don't allow them to spoil. Or to devastate the vine. You know, I think one, it's a little fox, but actually it's a big fox. For example, right, unforgiveness. How much as we allow unforgiveness into our hearts, and we don't deal with it, as the original issue of that, it begins to grow in us. And what seems such a small issue turns from unforgiveness, turns to resentment, turns to bitterness, It begins to pollute every part of our being, our words, our attitude, our relationships are often affected because we're unwilling to catch it as a little fox that now has grown and it's eaten away at our walk and our relationship with Jesus. Can you say amen? So there's the first thing, the handbag. There's the next one. Actually, it's a nice designer label, that one. I mean, that's pretty cool. Okay, here's the next one. <laughs> the duffel bag. Have we got that? The duffel bag. Don't worry if we haven't. Now, a duffel bag is, is, a, is, a, is a little bit bigger than a handbag. It's usually what the men have. You know, we're cool. We have that, the, 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 the duffel bags. And I was thinking, you know what that is? 
that's issues in our life or baggage in our life that only comes up at certain times. We, we're able to manage it until certain things arise. Maybe we suddenly in a conversation and suddenly in that conversation the hurt and the pain begins to arise in us. It could be at a certain time, a certain event, that when we're in that event, that certain time that we, we experience, that certain season, and the pain and the hurt that we experience begins to, to rise up. We manage it until there is a certain time and certain events seem to trigger that off. It often takes place, often, usually in conversation. You're talking to someone and they begin to talk about something and suddenly that issue that you thought you dealt with suddenly rises up. You seem to manage it most of the time, but then through certain things, the thing begins to rise up. You think you're managing it, but the truth is you're not. Because when you come into certain situations, it becomes uncontrollable inside you. That's the duffel bag one. The duffel bag that kind of comes up. Here's the next one. A suitcase person. Oh, I love those. I might buy those. (laughs) You know, the suitcase event is... I think that is times when... When people use certain things, they, they, they want to escape. They're always in a place of change and trans, transition. They're always trying to change something about their life. They think if they change something, it's the answer to their life. They will change everything in life. Because the more they think they can change something, the more they think they can escape it. And so they change things. They can change jobs. They can change all kinds of things, churches, whatever. They go from trans, they go through, they're just changing things all the time. Because they think by, by trying to escape from that situation, it's actually going to bring change. How many of you have had this experience? And I've had it probably many times. But maybe in a workplace. And that person that you struggle with, you think, if I could just get away from this workplace, then I can escape from that person and my life is going to be so much better. And so that's what you do. You manage to get a job change. Because you think, I've got, I've got away from this person. Isn't it crazy? The very next job you take, the very same type of person is in that workplace. How many have found that? Is that that true? Because we're trying to escape something that God is wanting us maybe to confront and deal with. And often we're, we're looking for escape ways all the time. Instead of trying to confront and deal with the issue, we look for ways of escape rather than dealing with the suitcase and the issue. Here's the next one. The trunk. I don't think we got that. I know you, we can use trunks, but often I found in, in trunks, I don't mean swimming trunks in then, I mean those trunks. You know, people ask whether people keep all their photo albums. It reminds them of all, you know, you look through all your photo albums. Now, my dad he used to keep my school reports. And I wish he wouldn't keep my school reports. I wish he hadn't kept those things because when I read them, it kind of, it kind of, it's not good. They're not good reports. For some, for some reason, my dad used to keep all my school reports. And, 
And in this trunk, you keep all the stuff, all, all the things that, you, that remind you of, of the past and all those things and, and, and all the, the past things that you kind of keep. And, and often that's what we can do with, with unresolved issues. That we have these unresolved issues that we've packed in our lives. Things that have come from our childhood, from our youth, from broken relationships, from rejection. And here's what we do. We don't deal with it, but we tend to bury it. And the problem is that we bury it, but we bury it alive. It's still alive in us. We still have the the pain and the hurt and the emotional trauma of that. We've buried it, but we've buried it alive. And because, in other words, it's alive because it still affects us. It still has power over us. It still has effect over us as people. So even though we've buried it, it still has power and effect inside us. It's working its way in us. The bitterness is still there. It's working its way inside our hearts. And it's damaging relationships. It's damaging attitudes. It's damaging our lives with God. It's damaging our fellowship with God. Isn't it true that as long as that stuff is in us, it's very hard to come into all that God has got for our lives. See, it's very hard to pray as long as you've still got rejection in your heart. Because you'll project that rejection on God. And there's something else. So if you don't deal with rejection, you begin to draw more rejection. Whatever you don't deal with actually grows and draws more of it into your life. Because we've not really emptied it. We've not emptied the baggage. And so it's affecting our walk with God, our relationship with God. Very hard to pray as long as you're full of guilt. Very hard to pray when you're living under, under condemnation in your life. So all this baggage, actually, it's damaging our walk with God. It affects our relationship with people. It affects our worship. It affects every part of our being. And what Jesus has come to do, he comes to empty your trunk. (laughs) So all that stuff is pulled out of you. So he begins to do a work in you. I found this. Before God can do a work through you, he first all has to do a work where? In you. Go back to Luke chapter 4 there. I'll tell you, let me just think something out before we're going there. One thing they say to you, when you go to, when they go to the, when you go to the kind of uh, desk, they say these words to you, have you packed your own case? Now, sometimes I have to say, actually, yes, I have, although I haven't, in many ways, Angie's usually packed it, so, you know, but, uh, but it's, I've looked at it, sort of thing. And what they're asking is this, has anyone put anything in that case that shouldn't be there? Have you looked at some of have you got any fireworks? I mean, why would you put fireworks in your case? Or have you, have you, have you got a sword in your case? All these kind of stuff that they can ask you. But the issue is, you know, who has packed your case? And that's the issue of life. What, who's really packed things into my life? What's the things that have been packed into my life? You see, I think life experiences can pack your bag. In other words, things that have happened to your life that you didn't choose. Things that you had no control over. over. And for somehow, somehow, they have begun to pack your life. 
I think of Joseph. How many love Joseph? There are certain things that could have so easily allowed his life to be packed with. His brothers sold him as a slave. Then he goes to work for a man called Pontifer, whose wife accuses him of rape, which then means he's in prison. And even there, the people in prison, when he gives them the interpretation of the dream, don't really help him or speak on his behalf. So he could have packed his life with all kinds of things. Anger. He could have allowed all kinds of things to be packed into his bag. He could have been packed with rejection and inferiority. He could have reached a point and said, you know what? People have so let me down, I'm not going to trust anybody. I'm not having any more trust in my life. He could have allowed all kinds of things, bitterness, to pack his life. But he refused life experiences to pack his bag. His attitude was this. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. He says, I'm not going to allow life experiences to pack my bags. I am going to allow God to use it for his good. And often through life's experiences, we can pack our life with with self-pity. We can get our lives full of doubt for God. And so we can begin through life's experiences, things that really are outside our control, But because we haven't had a correct response to it, we can have all kinds of negative things that begin to be packed into our life. So life experiences can pack your bag for you. Do you know what? The enemy of your soul can pack your bags for you. Have you thought about that? The Bible says he comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. And every time really... So it happens in life. Really, I found this. It's not really what happens to us in life, really, when it comes down to it. It's how we respond to it, really, ultimately. So if I begin to murmur, I complain, I blame people, I blame God. If I respond like that in life, I'm going to allow wrong things to be packed into my life. I'm going to allow the enemy to use those things to begin to pack things into my life that actually are going to affect me and Damage me. And the devil wants to take all those things and lock them up in your life. I think a big thing is sometimes offense. Man, that's a massive thing that you can pack your life with. It's amazing. Sometimes you just build your life with offense after offense after offense after offense. And, and, you, and your whole attitude, your whole life is just so full of offense. And, and you respond because, you, because out of your offense. So that begins to pack your life and affect you and, and begins to eat away you because all these offenses are kind of packed into your life. And so you begin to be sensitive to, to what people say, what people do, because of that offense that's inside you. I've got good news for you this morning. Jesus comes to unpack your bag. Can you say amen? That's what he, does. he comes to unpack your bag. And I just, there's a few things the way Jesus unpacks your bag. Let's look at Luke 4 because... Think of the way he does this, because here are another types of baggage, very quickly. Get a few types of baggage. I haven't got time to go into great detail, but you see right there in Luke 4. He says, the poor, those whose lives have been 
emptied and limited by all types of things. They've been the poor socially, economically, emotionally. You know, the, the root word for poor there is inability. In other words, someone who doesn't have the ability to change their lives. You don't have the ability, you don't have the strength. And what Jesus is saying, where you feel you're in a situation and you don't have the ability to change it, Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to give you the ability to change what you cannot change yourself. So I've come to heal the brokenhearted. People whose lives have been shattered. People whose lives have been crushed by disappointment. And Jesus, I've come to heal the broken hearted. I've come to allow my spirit to heal the heart that has been so shattered, so broken, so smashed by the experiences of life. My spirit comes to heal the broken hearted. I've come to heal those who are captive. And we can be captive by all kinds of different things. And he says, I've come to set at liberty. I've come to release those things that want to hold you and captivate your life. I've come to set free the captives. Come to set free the oppressed. Those whose strength is drained. It's, there's no, it's almost that, I think the actual word oppressed means you, there's an inner depletion inside that you haven't got the strength there's, a, there's a inner dip, almost a, things have been so drained out of you, you don't feel you've got the energy to rise up. Oppressed. Dark cloud over you. Just feel this dark cloud all the time and oppression over your life. Pressing down is what oppressed me. It means to press down. Where the enemy is pressing down on you. And you feel that oppression. You wake up in the morning and you feel an oppression over you. You feel a dark cloud over you. And it's there all the time. You can't seem to shake it off. And it affects you. It affects the atmosphere over your life. And Jesus says, I've come to set free those who are oppressed. Isn't that wonderful? That's what he comes to do. By the anointing, by the power of his spirit. Now, for us, for that to happen, there's two things that we need. The first thing we need is this. We need faith. Look at Mark 6. Very quickly, Mark 6. Do you know... This story that I read in Luke 4 is recorded again in, in, in Mark 6. And certain aspects of that, of that situation are recorded for us in Mark 6. Mark 6 and verse 4. When Jesus said, a, let's look at, sorry, verse 4, yes, we do it there. A prophet is not without honor except in his own country among his own relatives and his own house. For he could do no mighty work there except he lay hands on a few sick people and he healed them. Isn't that amazing? Right there in his own town of Nazareth and you can see it right there in your Bibles he said he could not do any mighty work there. In other words, those who are broken hearted they remain brokenhearted. Those who were oppressed remained oppressed. Whatever condition they were in, they, rem- they remain that way. And he says he could do no mighty work there and it's down to this simple thing because of their unbelief. And here's what I'm saying. Tim mentioned it earlier. If we're to see all this baggage broken from our life, then we've got to really believe that Jesus 
can heal that stuff inside us. We've got to really believe that Jesus has the power to break that stuff from our lives. Sometimes we have that baggage so, for so long in our life, we don't believe it can ever go because we've had it so long. It's almost part of who we are. And we've had it so long, we don't believe he can do it. And Jesus said this, have faith. Believe today that I can remove all that baggage in your life. Isn't that wonderful? Have an expectant heart that I can deal with it. It's interesting what they said. Because when he spoke, they said, well, that was amazing. That's the best sermon I've ever heard. But then reason began to kick up, and they said to themselves, isn't that the son of Joseph? Isn't that Mary's son? Isn't that the person we're familiar with? Because they, had, they saw Jesus through natural eyes, they limited what he could do. And I believe with all my heart, we need to rise again with expectancy in the supernatural. In the supernatural power of Jesus. He can heal. He can deliver. He can make whole. He can remove every bit of baggage in our lives. I have to think this. It's not that we need more faith. It's that we need less doubt and less unbelief. Really, that's the issue. And Jesus said, if you would just believe me, if you would have faith in me, then I'm going to do it in your life. It's interesting, isn't it? I think it was Yonge Chow said this. He said this. He says, you can't help Jesus, but you can hinder him. And the one thing that hinders Jesus is simply unbelief. And we need to sort of begin to deal with it, remove it, refuse to, to ref, almost we refuse our doubt and belief our belief. Because that's what Jesus wants to do. So we say, Lord, today we believe what you can do. Amen? We believe it because you're the anointed one. And because you're anointed one, there's not one issue, there's not one bit of baggage in my life that you can't deal with and resolve. And here's the second thing very quickly. Simply today, allow the Holy Spirit to open your back. Just allow the Holy Spirit to open your back. I believe he's touched he can touch your life like nobody else can. I've got time to go into it, but Isaiah 10, 27 says that the, the anointing will destroy the yoke. Things that we got connected to that hold us back and hinder us. Things that the, A yoke is something we're connected to that we don't want to be connected to, that holds us and binds us. And the Bible says the anointing shall destroy it. It will break its grip. It will break its power. In other words, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit so infuses our lives, so infuses that air of our life, the break and the hold of it is loosened from us. And all we need to simply do is to allow the Holy Spirit to come upon us and begin to break those yokes, those connections, those limitations in life, and just let the Holy Spirit do his work. Divine endowment that comes upon you to break the things on you that hold you in life. See, so think what the Holy Spirit is. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. You know what? You'll never see things in your life until the Holy Spirit reveals it to us. Is that right? 
And he comes as, as the truth to expose the areas of our life that pulls us down. He brings the truth of God's love. Really, the truth is this. You'll never really get free of things in life until you allow the Spirit of God to bring the love of Jesus into your heart. Because the more he fills you with his love, the more those things just break off your life. Because you found a greater love. Is that right? And so the Holy Spirit comes to, to bring to us the truth of the love of God. It brings us the truth of total forgiveness. Jesus never just partly forgives us. He always totally forgives us. He, begins, he brings us the truth of the power of the cross. And all we have to do is, Lord, say, Lord, today, I allow you, Holy Spirit, to begin to pull away all the access baggage of my life so I can be made more and more like Jesus. Because there's the third thing, and I'll finish on this. It's really down to this. It's down to a decision. It's down to a choice. Because as crazy as it sounds, some people want to hold on to their baggage. Some people feel it gives them a little bit of security, or it, it kind of, they feel it's kind of, almost kind of, they don't realize what it's doing, but they, don't, they kind of find it very hard to let go of it. So the choice is this. It's actually choosing to let go of it. That unforgiveness, even though I want to hold on to it, by a choice, I'm forgiving. By a choice, I'm letting go of that stuff in my life. I'm letting go of all that stuff, that baggage in my life. I make a decision, I make a choice now to say, Jesus, I'm giving it to you. You don't really upset them on that last day. What really got them mad when he preached that sermon was just one word what he said. He used the word today. Today, that scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. They could cope with it until he said, today, right now. And the moment he said that, they got so mad. The truth is that today, this is your moment, this is your day, this is your moment, that today, Jesus can deal with it. Not tomorrow, not next year, not in 50 years' time, but today. Today is fulfillment. Today is your day. Today is your moment. Amen. Let's just stand before him for a few moments and the worship band has come back. And all that kind of stuff in our lives today can affect our marriages, can affect relationships, attitudes. You know what it puts in us? It creates fear in us. It creates fear. Fear begins to rise up through those things in us. So Lord, today, by Spirit comes. So I want to just come and unpack your bag. So I want to make you like Jesus. And anything that's not like Jesus in us, he wants to remove out of us. Isn't that wonderful? See, it's not down to your own power, your own energy. It's not down to you gritting your teeth and saying, I'm going to change my life from this day on. It's simply allowing the Holy Spirit to do his work in you that brings a transformation in our lives. So the Holy Spirit come in these moments. I wonder if there's things right now. You say, Lord, today, I really want that changed in my life. and I don't want to carry that anymore. I just don't want it. I just don't want that kind of baggage in my life anymore. I really want to empty 
that part of my being today. And I can't deal with it. I've tried to deal with it time and time again. I know I can't deal with it. So I'm asking you right now in these moments to come and remove it. I'm giving you permission. That's what he looks for. I'm giving you permission right at this moment to remove this from my life. And just for a few moments, let the Holy Spirit come and begin to bring to your heart maybe things today that you just want to break free from. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.